Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Star Wars 7x7 episode 555. Today, it's our weekly update on Rogue One and episode 8. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And before we begin with the Rogue One and the Episode 8 updates, one quick note. Star Wars The Force Awakens opened in China on Saturday, yesterday. And they, according to preliminary estimates, made $33 million at the box office. Eh, It doesn't sound exactly like a lot compared to the numbers that we hear bandied about around here. But it is the largest opening ever for a Saturday in China's box office history. The largest movie that Disney has ever had open in China, which, of course, it would have to be if it also set the Chinese box office record. So already off to a roaring good start in China, which I'd say is pretty awesome to hear. All right, we're going to work a little backwards here and talk about Episode 8 updates first before we get into Rogue One because there's some spoilers for Rogue One out there, and we're going to split the podcast up in a way that we can talk about some good news about Rogue One that you can hear safely, and then we'll go to the break and do trivia, and then we'll tell you the spoiler stuff if you want to hang around for it. So anyway, as far as Episode 8 goes, there was an interview with J.J. Abrams about a lot of different stuff in The Hollywood Reporter, and one of the topics they discussed was Episode 8. And this is what J.J. said. Larry, speaking of Larry Kasdan, uh, Larry and I had a bunch of thoughts of where certain things could go, and we shared those things with Ryan Johnson, who's directing 8. He had things that he came up with where he asked if it was possible we make some adjustments of what we were doing at the end, most of which we did. There was just a couple that didn't feel right, so he made adjustments, but it was just collaboration. We're all fans and friends and supporters of each other, and there's been no one cheerleading and supporting louder and more consistently than Ryan on this, and I feel that I am grateful that I now get to take that position for him. So there you have it. Ryan Johnson is sort of a not-so-secret fourth collaborator on the script for The Force Awakens. And by extension, Larry Kasdan and J.J. Abrams working to help set Ryan Johnson up to kick off Episode Eight in the greatest way. So not-so-secret collaborators for that, too. Pretty interesting stuff. And speaking of the way that The Force Awakens ends, The Force Awakens, of course, is going to feed right into Episode Eight. We don't necessarily know if Episode Eight starts exactly where Episode Seven leaves off. Wouldn't that be interesting? But what we do know is that the location, I mean, it certainly makes sense that they would have that location appear again, wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't it be terrible to show those beautiful islands and that incredible ocean and that wonderful, incredible scenery and not use it in Episode Eight? Well, so I guess some shooting is going to happen there, but they are also doing some set building in Pinewood Studios to replicate some of the Skellig Michael scenery, and they've also found a natural environment stand-in in Dingle, of all places. And Star Wars Newsnet has some photos of Dingle, so you can see its resemblance to Skellig Michael. We'll share that article and all references to other articles that we're talking about here at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, moving on to the Rogue One news. There have been a number of 
character and actor announcements, or at least discoveries, I think, would probably be a better way of putting it. And a lot of this comes from Jedi News and Making Star Wars, but there's also a BBC journalist who dug this up through casting agency websites and whatnot. So we've got some names that are not going to mean anything to you, so we're going to assume that this does not really fall into spoiler territory and share away. There's an actor named Riz Ahmed who has been one of the known bigger names appearing in Rogue One, and apparently his character's name is Bodhi Rook, B-O-D-H-I, R-O-O-K. Doesn't necessarily link up to anything that we know of in the Star Wars universe. Uh, We also know that there's somebody named Duncan Powell who is playing a Gold Nine character. Uh, Or at least that's his call sign. You know, don't know what more we need to know than that. There's a gal named Nabila Karim who will play a samurai, or at least that's the name that's been given to her. There's a gal named Gabrielle Fritz who is playing... The picture double for a Lyra Urso. Now, there had been rumors going around that that was going to be Felicity Jones's character's name in the movie, but that has since been quashed as a rumor. So if you've been hearing that that's who Felicity Jones is playing, well, you can rest easy. We still don't know who it is that she's playing, actually. There's another gentleman named Bern Colico who is going to be part of the Stormtrooper slash landing crew, whatever that's about. And Star Wars Seven or Star Wars Newsnet, I should say, notes that he was an evil castle general in The Force Awakens as well. There's a guy named Angus Hook who's going to be a mechanic, and Guy Henry, who is this is another Jedi news find. He played Pious Thickness in the Harry Potter movies, and he is going to play an Imperial officer in Rogue One. We also know that a guy named Justin Kalignawan will play an alien of some kind. Jimmy Finn will play a marine. Somebody named Nick SKC will play some sort of creature, and Anthony Beale is a cast extra, but he's noted as being a soldier in the British Army, which goes to that whole story about uh, the British, actual British Army military people being hired to give it a more realistic feel. And as it is, there was a survey done by Fandango recently about the most anticipated movies of 2016, and wouldn't you know it, Rogue One tops the list, which is pretty awesome. Finding Dory comes in second, and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice comes in third. And in fifth place is the Captain America Civil War movie, which a lot of people are suggesting is the movie to which the first trailer for Rogue One will be tied. Now, that seems like it's a little bit far out for a first trailer. I mean, May 6th, really? I don't know. That would be a little bit crazy. There's a writer for Slash Film, that would be Jacob Hall, who has been joking that there was a movie called The Finest Hours Disney will be putting out in March, and that Disney uh, should have it there because people will actually go see (laughs) The Finest Hours, that it might not be, I guess, a movie that people would want to go see for some reason. I guess that would be the Meet Joe Black of the whole trailer perspective system. But I don't know. I can't imagine that we're going to wait that long for it. I mean, it doesn't seem right to wait till May. And in fact, when the trailer went on, the first teaser trailer for The Force Awakens, let's not forget that it was attached to the uh, the Hunger Games. Actually, that's where I saw it, attached to the Hunger Games, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. And of course, it was released online at the same time that it first debuted on the East Coast in theaters. So I kind of think this whole trailer guessing game is kind of a a waste of time in a way. I mean, I don't think it works like that traditionally anymore. I think probably what's going to happen is we're going to hear rumors probably a week before they decide to release it that it's going to be airing on either Monday Night Football or ABC Family or Disney XD or some other 
outlet, and then it'll show up on YouTube or the official Facebook page, and then a week later it'll be attached to every single movie in theaters. I don't think they're going to wait for The Finest Hours, and I certainly don't think they're going to wait for Captain America to show us some snippets of this movie. All right, so don't go running away just yet. I did mention that we were going to do spoilers at the end of the broadcast, but we've got to do a trivia question first. I can do this. I can do this. Last time we asked you the name of the planet where the hidden resistance base is, and that's Dakar, D-apostrophe-Q-A-R. Today we've got another planetary name question for you, and that's the name of the planet on which Rey finds Luke at the end of The Force Awakens. And now we get into the spoiler section of Rogue One stuff. So if you want to tune out, now would be a good time to tune out. But the big rumor discovery, and whether this is true or not, but sounds really fascinating, comes from making Star Wars surprise, surprise, and it has to do with the Mads Mikkelsen character and Felicity Jones's character. And it turns out that if this is in fact true, or maybe it's just a, a great rumor based on the code name of the movie, which is Los Alamos, that Mads Mikkelsen's character is actually a Death Star scientist who helps them figure out a lot of the problems that they're having building the Death Star, but then has a crisis of conscience over what he has actually done and created. It's being equated to the whole J. Robert Oppenheimer thing where he says, I've become death, the destroyer of worlds, quoting from the Bhagavad Gita, and that Mads' character is ultimately going to have to rely on his daughter, played by Felicity Jones, to help him do something about the giant technological terror that he's created. If this is the case, that would be, A, pretty powerful stuff in general, a pretty awesome plot line and way to approach it. It certainly makes the story a lot fresher than you would expect it to be. And it's a familial story in that it's a father and daughter working together to create change in the galaxy, which is very in line with a lot of the themes of Star Wars stories. So it manages to keep it tied to something thematically in the Star Wars universe, at least the way stories are told, and yet still be an entirely different and new story to be told in the Star Wars universe. So I'd be very curious to see if this pans out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge a blockade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not astromech cannon fodder, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.